Welcome back to another edition of Radio Rotary, sponsored by local Rotarians, your friends dedicated to service. Hi, this is Kathy Kruger. Each week, we chat with our neighbors about great things happening in your community and around the world, people sharing ways to improve your life. And today, our special guest is Rotarian Brian Bunch from the Millbrook Club, and he will be speaking about repairing our environment. And boy, do we need to talk about this. Good morning, Brian. Thank you so much for coming. Good morning, Kathy. It's uh, it's great to be here. I love Radio Rotary. Uh, you, yeah, you know that I've been uh, involved with Radio Rotary from its very beginning, and uh, it's one of the great uh, things about District 7210. Um, the reason I'm uh, on this program is because uh, in the spring, uh, our, before he, even before he became district governor, Jim uh, Damiani, district governor of 7210, uh, called me one day and asked if I could uh, be involved with uh, the rotary program of planting trees to improve uh, our, our global warming situation, to reduce climate change. And uh, I agreed to do that. And uh, the next thing I knew that uh, I and your husband, Dave, yes, <laughs> and um, uh, Jen- uh, Jenny Hinsman and Heather Parsons and Asher Platts uh, were the Environmental Action Committee. And uh, we have uh, been trying to promote environmental, good environmental practices uh, through especially planting trees. That's been one of the main goals uh, of the uh, Rotary Club president for this year. So he wants every one of the 1.25 Rotarians in the world to plant a tree. Right, 1.25 million, right? 1.25 million. <laughs> right, yes. there you go. We don't, we don't have a quarter of a Rotarian, <laughs> a Rotarian. hanging around. It's our baby Rotarians. That's right. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, with everything going on in the last couple months with the with the hurricanes and the earthquakes, and it, it's it's terrifying to think. In my opinion, and now I, you know, and I want to be politically correct, but my, my feeling is is. I'm, I'm terrified that we're doing things to our world that are going to harm it for years to come, and we got to figure out how to take care of, of the world we live in for our future generation. Right. There's one report. Uh, it, it is true that almost all scientists who've studied uh, this, the subject at all know that uh, climate change caused by human activity is here and it's going to persist. The difference uh, between one group of scientists and another is uh, how fast uh, the climate will change and how uh, serious it will be. One group this past uh, month gave a 1 in 20 chance that uh, the climate change would be so bad and so intense that uh, humankind would disappear from the earth. Oh. Another group, also within the past month, reviewed all the evidence and said, climate change is happening a lot slower than we expected. Don't worry about it so much. So it, it is true that there are, there are different opinions, opinions but right. they're not about whether it's happening. It's just how, how serious it would be. Right. Well, I, but again, you know, this, especially this past year, 
there's got to be something that we're doing that's causing all the problems we've been having with the with the hurricanes and the earthquakes. I mean, my feeling is, is we live on this earth and we're doing some horrible things and it's it's got to cause problems. It well, just has to. I'd, li- I'd like to separate the hurricanes from, from the, the earthquakes. From the earthquakes. Okay. Go with the, right. the earthquakes. Uh, will occur no matter, no matter what, what right. we do. Yeah. The best thing we can do about earthquakes is learn to predict them better. better. Uh, right. with the earthquake that happened in Mexico this week, uh, no one knew was coming until it started. They have uh, an earthquake prediction uh, system but it, it, uh, in Mexico, but it didn't work. For hurricanes, however, the situation is entirely different. The, the hurricane season is going to happen uh, no matter what. It, it, it will continue to November this year. We may still have some more hurricanes. The first uh, knowledge we have of hurricanes goes back to 1502 when Columbus' uh, fourth expedition was hit by a hurricane. His ships managed to ride it out, but another group of Spanish ships that was there, all but one sank. Oh. And uh, and that's when the word hurricane began to enter languages uh, in the West. Because they probably never had seen... Uh, it, it's an, but the word itself was an old uh, Native American word from the islands and from Mexico um, in various forms, and they think it meant a terrible storm. <laughs> they were right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they were right. Yeah. But... Um, and I was thinking of, of Jim a lot watching television these last couple of weeks and months. All the trees that have been completely destroyed from the hurricane. Oh, yeah. And in, in the islands in the Caribbean, there are uh, islands that all of the trees basically were stripped of their leaves. And the ones that weren't blown over are going to have a hard time recovering. Yeah. Yeah, the islands, the mountains, you see pictures before the hurricane in St. Martin, everything is green. After the hurricane, you don't see any green at all. It just blew away the, the leaves on the trees that it didn't topple over as well. The, the problem is that since 1502 and, and Columbus's hurricane, we have changed the climate by burning fossil fuels right. primarily, by cutting down trees. Uh, now, if we, go back, if we go back in history, the uh, Native Americans in, the, in North and South America uh, all uh, burn forests and to make land for agriculture. And oddly enough, one of the first signs that, um, that human beings have any influence on the climate was when uh, the smallpox and other epidemics mm-hmm. destroyed much of the population of North and South America after Columbus's crew introduced uh, the diseases into the, the Western Hemisphere that hadn't been there. At that point, the amount of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere decreased because they stopped burning the forest. Uh, okay. And the forest regenerated until uh, now we're in the 17th century, a couple of hundred years later, when we have extensive settlements uh, of Europeans coming in North and South America and uh, taking the trees back down again. Yep, so they could build. (laughs) So uh, the the reason that the hurricanes are more intensive now 
They're, they are stronger than they are. This is the first year that the United States has ever been hit with uh, two, three, if you count Puerto Rico, category four, four or five, five er, yeah, hurricanes, hurricanes. Right. And they're more intense because the, the temperature of the oceans is warmer, which puts more uh, water vapor in the air and strengthens hurricanes as they pass. So that's uh, why, uh, why we have this problem so bad uh, this year. And, and then I know I, I, I was happy enough to, to listen to your, um, your speech the, uh, back in April. And there's uh, the other thing, too, is uh, tell us about the coral reefs. And Well, uh, coral reefs uh, have a um, symbiotic relationship with, a, um, with an algae. And, and the algae... Uh, makes uh, energy from photosynthesis just like trees Trees and grass do. And the coral uh, animals that form the reefs live in part on that algae, that the photosynthetic activity of the algae. And but the algae cannot stand high, higher temperatures. And as the water temperature has gone up only four or five degrees Fahrenheit, uh, which is a lot, It's a actually, lot, right. Uh, the, uh, the algae have been leaving the, the reefs, and the Great Barrier Reef in Australia, the biggest reef in the world, which you can actually see from outer space, uh, has... Uh, nearly been killed because the corals can't live without right. their, their partners, the algae. That's terrifying. Yeah. I, 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 yeah, what we're doing. And then I know, I, I mean, I'm not a scientist. Thank God you, you know what you're talking about. But then we also have an increase in water because of all the glaciers that are melting too, right, and breaking off. Uh, the, the sea level is rising right. for several reasons. One of them is uh, warm water uh, occupies more space than, than cold water. But another reason is that fresh water is being added as the glaciers melt. I was just talking to someone who said that they had gone especially to uh, Glacier National Park uh, to see the glaciers before they were gone. Yeah. Uh, I particularly am worried about, uh, we went to Peru a few years ago, and Lima is a wonderful, beautiful city that has got a lot of uh, boulevards with uh, green plants, glorious plants growing in the middle of the streets. And I wondered, how did they do it? Because that's a desert. And the way they do it is there's a truck that waters them every day. And that water all comes from glaciers in the Andes that are melting. And I picture Lima, a city bigger than New York City, without any water if those glaciers, glaciers melt. That's yeah. their only source. Well, Brian, this is fascinating. And hang with us um, for the second part of the show. Let me remind our listeners that they are in tune with Radio Rotary on the air and around the world by podcast and on iTunes at RadioRotary.org. My name is Kathy Kruger, and my co-hosts Jonah's on holiday and Sarah's on vacation. Um, but um, at least I'm here with Brian, another Rotarian. Um, Radio Rotary is sponsored by Salisbury Bank, your regional bank for all your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at SalisburyBank.com and by Absolute Auction and Realty, serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley since 1946. And by our Rotary Clubs of Brewster, East Fishkill, Fishkill, Go. 
Ocean, Highland, Hyde Park, Kinderhook Tri-Village, Kingston Sunrise, Millbrook, Nanuet, and Newburgh, New York. And we'll be back shortly to talk more about uh, how Brian's going to give us some information about our environmental change and what we can do to help it. And we'll be back right after this on Radio Rotary. Not all superheroes wear capes. Most wear jeans or sweaters or suits, just like ordinary people, because that's what they are. They are the 1.2 million members of Rotary, men and women whose superpowers are the capacity to care and the desire to make the world better. So the next time you need a superhero, don't look in the sky, look in the mirror. Learn more at Rotary.org. Rotary, humanity in motion. For information about Rotary in the Hudson Valley, visit www.rotarydistrict7210.org. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company offers personal and business banking, residential mortgages, commercial lending, and trust and wealth management services. With 14 locations throughout the tri-state region in Dutchess, Orange, Ulster Counties, the northwest corner of Connecticut, and southern Berkshire County, Massachusetts, which includes our Riverside Division offices in Poughkeepsie, Red Oaks Mill, Fishkill, New Paltz, and Newburgh. Salisbury Bank is your personal bank in your community, making local decisions and delivering the highest quality of customer service. Salisbury Bank is your local bank for all your personal, business, and wealth management needs. Check us out at SalisburyBank.com. That's SalisburyBank.com. Salisbury Bank and Trust Company. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Salisbury Bank, enriching. Hi, this is Sue Doyle of Absolute Auction and Realty. Back in 1946, we began serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley. Today, our clientele spans the globe, but we still consider each person we meet to be an important member of our AAR family. From specialty collections to real estate, antique and estate to vehicles, we auction it all for people just like you. Whether you're a seasoned auction enthusiast or a novice, our website, aarauctions.com, is packed with tips and examples designed to make your buying and selling experiences the best they can be. So enjoy your visit to AAR Auctions. Tell your friends about us, and please come back often. That's AARauctions.com. And welcome back to the next edition of our Radio Rotary program. We have Rotarian Brian Bunch here speaking about our environment and what we're doing and what we can do to to correct what we're doing badly in our environment. Thanks again, Brian. Well, thanks, Kathy. Uh, I mostly talked about the problems in the first first half. What can we do to uh, alleviate those? Well, uh, one, the main thing is that as greenhouse gases build up in the atmosphere, the greenhouse gases include water vapor, carbon dioxide, and methane. We can't do that much about the water vapor, but uh, carbon dioxide and methane, which is carbon with four hydrogen atoms, are caused almost entirely by human activity. Not entirely, because uh, all living creatures give off uh, carbon, carbon dioxide, dioxide as yeah. they breathe. But, uh, and methane comes from natural gas seeps as well. But the excess that we've added, it, uh, back when uh, 
before the Industrial Revolution, the amount of carbon dioxide in the air was 280 parts per million. Uh, it's been was measured at 400 parts per million a couple of years ago uh, at a station uh, in Hawaii that uh, is on top of one of the volcanoes and uh, free from. Uh, interference very much because it's isolated from everything. It's, it was measured at 400 parts per mil million then. It's now 420 parts per million and still going up. <sighs> so we can, if we stop burning coal and oil and we stop uh, letting methane seep from one of the oil wells, that is a, a current problem, then we can slow down the uh, growth of carbon dioxide in the atmosphere. And maybe, as it happened back in uh, 1610, uh, when the carbon dioxide actually went down because of the, the, the Native American population stopping burning the forest. So what we can do as, an, as a nation and around the world, world right. is to stop using so much fossil fuels. But in the meantime, there are things we can do individually. First of all, in Rotary, the idea of planting trees is a good one. The reason trees are useful is because they take carbon dioxide from the atmosphere and use it to build their, their trunks and branches, and they live a long time. So for as many as 300 years for an oak tree or 3,000 years for a redwood. The redwoods, yeah. 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 Then uh, that carbon is out of, the, uh, out of the atmosphere. Another thing we can do is we can rely on alternate sources of energy. Now, uh, I've been in, involved in this issue since uh, the late 1980s. When I first became a science historian, I started learning about this. And then I, uh, as a writer, I, I wrote about it uh, in the New York Times Almanac and other places uh, starting in the late 80s. Uh, I looked back for years um, I had written the review of science in the year, and I looked back in 1967, which is when this first became an issue, and I missed it that year. But uh, when I found out about it, I got, uh, I got really uh, interested in trying to do things, and so uh, we bought a hybrid car when, mm -hmm. they, when they became available. We have solar panels on the roof. We have had the, the uh, New York, it's called NYSERDA, come in and uh, go over our house and seal it all up so that we, when we run the heat in the winter or the air conditioner, we, uh, it stays in the house, the heat and, and cold air, and uh, don't uh, go out in the atmosphere, which means we use less fuel so and less electricity. Right. So uh, that's, that's the kind of thing anyone can do. And and uh, also saves money. Saves by the way. right, exactly. You get you get that money back, or I don't want to say back, but you, for your electric and so forth, right? Yes. You, your meter kind of gets to go backwards right. a little bit. I've right. had electric bills as low as forty dollars oh, for two months. Wouldn't we all love that? Yeah. And the other thing, um, my husband Dave, you know him very well. We were in Canada not too long ago at Prince Edward Island. The windmills are. Oh my gosh, the power those windmills give off are, is. Tell us about windmills. I mean, well, again, yeah. yeah. Well, the other thing that I did, and I 
got this idea from uh, Jenny Hinsman, who's also in the environmental action. And group. another wonderful and Rotarian. Pa- Patterson Rotarian. Right. And uh, she suggested that I get my electricity from Green Mountain, which uh, will give me electricity that is entirely produced by wind or by hydroelectric, some uh, or by solar farms. So uh, we, we now have all of the electricity that comes into our house, not only the ones from our solar panels, but whatever comes in over the, over the grid uh-huh. is, uh, doesn't use fossil fuels. And again, that's going to save me money. It turns out that it's cheaper for the next three months at least uh, <laughs> right. to do, get the Green Mountain with the introductory. I mean, and then we benefit. I mean, we're good to the environment, but we're benefiting at the same time. I mean, I don't want to catch you off guard here, but what do we do with politics and politicians? How do we get them on board with what we're doing to the world and what we can do to to make it better, not worse? Well, uh, obviously, I, I have tended to support uh, politicians who are pro-environment. Right. And uh, our current administration has uh, turned out to be exactly the opposite. The, the head of the EPA does not believe in global warming and doesn't believe we should bother to do anything about it, if it even if it did exist. Um, and uh, the other people that uh, President Trump has appointed uh, to any role that deals with the environment uh, have been uh, people who are global warming deniers. Oh. And the president himself has said global warming is a hoax started by the Chinese. And it, I mean, I understand they're entitled to their beliefs, but I, I would really if they could just really see all the research in front of them. And I guess I, I, I don't have a mind like a scientist, but my feeling is is we can't keep um, doing what we're doing to our world and not expect that we're having a profound effect on what we're doing to yeah. it. And it's not a good effect no, either. Well, someone said that it's very hard uh, if uh, someone is paying you to, to say one thing, uh, not to say it. And uh, it is apparent that the people who are deeply involved in producing and selling fossil fuels... Right, I understand, yeah. That's their livelihood, right. ...that that do it. Um, They knew... I uh, made made some notes. Uh, They uh, found as early as uh, 1968, the fossil fuels group of uh, manufacturers recognized that climate change was happening and that they recommended that steps be taken to cut down on, on mining and, uh, and oil extraction, petroleum extraction. And, but uh, the, even though their members were all these big companies, none of them did it. Right. Yeah, because, <laughs> yeah, I mean, there are, I mean, you see the other point. There are the jobs that are needed, you know, if, to, to work with these oil companies and so forth. But, but there are more jobs right. in producing solar power and wind power uh, than there are in the coal, coal. or oil industry com- combined. Right. So, again, I, I just, uh, one of these days, I, I'm just praying that we will all look at our environment 
just like you are and and figure out what we can do to help it instead mm-hmm. of instead of hurt it and and i don't think anyone has ever gotten black lung from installing solar panels <laughs> there you go you know? <laughs> or windmills <laughs> or, or anything right or had had the panels collapse and cause uh, a lot of people to be trapped uh, um one of the other things i wanted to talk about too and no one's going to get in trouble planting trees i mean if you want to do anything plant trees what are the best trees to plant to help our environment well to help our environment the trees that grow fast and produce uh big big trunks quickly and grow grow to a large size Uh, one of these is sometimes called a tulip tree it's uh, officially i think the yellow poplar is its real name and it grows very fast it'll uh, and lives a long time will keep that carbon the uh Silver maple, which I have in my yard, uh, is not a great yard tree, but it is a great tree for uh, collecting carbon. It's again, it grows very fast and gets to be very large. Uh, less useful are some of the evergreens because even though some of them will grow fairly quickly, they don't grow as big as these uh, giant deciduous trees. Thanks so much, Brian, for enlightening us a little bit more onto what we're doing to our environment, what we can do to help our environment for our children, for our grandchildren and and their children, our generations to come. Um, And um, again, you're a wonderful Millbrook Rotarian. And if we have a second, where does Millbrook Rotary meet? Millbrook Rotary is just going to change its meeting place in October. We're going to meet at Mora's Kitchen at 12.15 every Wednesday. It will be uh, back in, we're, we're going back in the village of Millbrook. Okay. Uh, and uh, Morris Kitchen. Excited. Morris Kitchen on, Al- on Alton Place. Alton Place. Millbrook. Wednesday afternoons. At 12.15. At 12.15. And how's the food? The food there is very good. Okay. Thank you again, Brian, for all you're doing for our environment. Well, and let me remind our listeners that they are on tune with Radio Rotary and on the air and around the world by podcast and iTunes at RadioRotary.org. My name is Kathy. Kruger filling in for Sarah O'Connell and Jonah Trebowasser. I miss them greatly, um, but was happy to have another Rotarian with me, Brian Bunch. And um, our sponsors for Radio Rotor that we need to thank and appreciate so much are Salisbury Bank, your regional bank for all your personal business and wealth management needs. Visit them at salisburybank.com and by Absolute Auction and Realty, serving the auction and appraisal needs of the Hudson Valley since 1946. And by our clubs of New City, New Paltz, Patterson, Philmont, Pleasant Valley, Poughkeepsie, Arlington, Red Hook, Rhinebeck, Southern Ulster, Suffern, Wallkill East, Wappingers, and Warwick Valley, New York. Thanks, Rotary Clubs. And uh, again, looking forward to uh, speaking with you again in the future. Hi, this is Kathy Kruger, producer of Radio Rotary. If you are listening now, so are your customers. You can advertise on Radio Rotary for as little as $25 per week. Call me, Kathy Kruger, at 845-635-3499. That's 845-635-3499 for full details. Or email me at info at radiorotary.org. That's info at radiorotary.org. Looking forward to working with you.